0: Goodbye, Bear Scouts. Good luck. Have fun. Isn't Dad going camping with you, son? Not this time. We don't need Pa. We've got the Bear Scout guidebook, Ma. Hello, and welcome to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain BearCast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and today we are covering the Bear Scouts from 1967. I don't usually tell you what year the book came out for whatever reason, and I'm probably never going to do it again, so enjoy that. It's my gift to you. All right, so in this book, we are going to see some exciting changes, and I know I say that in every single episode, but trust me, there are some exciting changes. We have new characters, and they are not only new characters, they are bear characters, and that is very exciting. They don't get names. Don't get too excited. They don't get names or personalities, but they're there. Bears in bear country. Who would have thought? They ain't pigs. They ain't dogs. They ain't porcupines. They are bears, and we're very happy about that. They're three unnamed bear cubs, uh, the first new bear character since the uh, honey store salesman in the big honey hunt. And where'd he go? We don't know. Turns out, if your customer base consists entirely of one family of three bears, you're not going to do very well, especially since it wasn't a store, just a stand. In any case, we also see upgrades to the art quality. Uh, The colors are a little more uh, vibrant. Uh, the the, the lines pop, you see a little more shading, Uh, the layouts get even better, we see more different types of trees in Bear Country, and the end pages, the end pages, it's like the maps in the original Winnie the Pooh books, where you kind of see the layout of, I don't want to call it the 100-acre wood, only a part of that area was actually the 100-acre wood, I don't know I know this, I've read these books about a thousand times Uh, but the the, the whole area of of Winnie the Pooh land is shown in these maps, but it's not, you know it's not it's a representative map, you sort of get an idea of what the land is like, and that's that's what the end pages are you see mama waving goodbye to the cubs and to papa but you also see waterfalls and rivers and pools and lakes and meadows and different kinds of trees and rocks you get a good idea of what bear country is really is really like from afar you see a nice foreshortened image of the tree house with mama leaning out the, the top window it's nice it's the really nice end pages but the art in this book is just very very vibrant you know just like in the last book in the bear's picnic one thing leads to another you're you're pulled along through this book and i'm I'm very happy to read it. It's it's a book that I don't I don't tire of looking at. Uh, you're also going to see that this is the first book where Small Bear attempts to stop Papa from coming along and participating in the adventures. So we're getting a little more agency from Small Bear. He's uh, becoming more of a of a personality, more of a presence. So what happens in this book? Well, Small Bear and the three or four mentioned cubs who don't have names. One of them has glasses. May evolve into Cousin Fred in the future. If you're playing along at home cousin fred's a character who comes along in the future and he has glasses but these bears are small and strangely enough they are smaller than small bear which has to be awkward when they're talking to him i assume because they're obviously younger so small bear is in some sort of leadership capacity and we see him leading the cubs i guess they don't do much else they're they're all pretty homogenous but small bear's taller so i assume he's the leader probably unfair to say, but he's the only one who ever talks, so what can you do? Um, so they're setting off for a hike and a camp out, and Mama asks, she leans out the door, and she says, hey, is Papa going to come along? And Small Bear says, no, 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 we have a guidebook. We don't need Papa Bear. Papa Bear is asleep in a hammock right next to the front door. He wakes up, says, nonsense. You, you, don't, you don't need a book? Yeah, Papa, I'm going to come along. I, I, I'm going to be the guy who leads you. I can do better than any old guidebook. And the bears, the cubs look Wary. I'm gonna just say they look wary. And like this is not the first time they've had to deal with Papa Bear. I don't know if it is the first time. It's definitely not gonna be the last time. There are Bear Scout books in our future. Do not worry. But this is the first one. This is this is the first time we really see what happens when Papa goes along uh for a trip. And so the first thing that happens is we come to a bridge. The bridge is out. I don't mean like the bridge has a sign that says bridge out. I mean, the bridge is destroyed like the bridge in Evil Dead. Something has demolished this bridge. Uh, the, an elephant has somehow fallen from the sky and crashed through it because it's just gone. It's in tatters. It's 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 been obliterated from the face of the planet with just splinters left where it was. And it seems to be over a hundred foot gorge because you don't see the bottom of this thing. This isn't over some kind of little ravine. There's this is a cliff. On the other side is a cliff. Something's torn through bear country hundreds of thousands of years ago. I don't know what it was. A very narrow, very powerful river of some sort. In any case, the bridge is gone. So according to the Bear Scouts guidebook, I don't know. I was not a Boy Scout. I was a Cub Scout. I did very poorly in it. So I don't know if this is something that Boy Scouts actually learn how to do. Apparently, the way you get across a a ravine, a 100-foot gorge, is you tie your ropes to the branch of a tree on your side, and you Tarzan across. I guess that's safe. I guess that's what kids did in the 1960s. I don't know. Everything I know about American history, I learned from Berenstain Bear books. So the cubs tie the ropes, and Papa says, I don't need your knots. I have my own special Papa knot. And so he ties this ridiculous knot, which some lets go when he's halfway across, and he falls. And we don't really get a sense of how this works physically, I'm going to just go ahead and say it somehow defies not only physics but time and space as well. Papa very clearly drops down into this into this ravine, trailing uh, a rope behind him. And then the next page, you turn the page, and the, the Cubs are holding his end of the rope, pulling him up, and his end of the rope is wrapped around him. Let me double check this. Okay, so Papa was holding one end of the rope; the other end slipped off the the branch, and he fell into the gorge and the next shot is the four bears cubs pulling him up and he actually has he actually has the rope tied around his waist and you see some clouds of of dust coming up from the bottom of this hundred foot gorge i'm going to assume like what they meant to get across was that papa landed because he's 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 dusty and dirty now so he probably landed tied the rope around his waist and Tossed up the other end. I don't know. Physically, I can't figure out what's going on. So I'm just going to whistle past this. Just going to let it go. It's a. It's. It physically makes no sense. It's a gag. Uh, It sets up the notion that Papa thinks he's better than everybody else, and he ain't. So let's just stick with that. All right. So there. Papa's not. All right. Then they come to uh, two arrows. One that says long way. One that says short way. The the book says take a long way. Papa says that's ridiculous. Real bears don't take the long way. They take the short way. He heads off in the shoreway, which leads to a bunch of alligators. It doesn't make any sense. Again, no sense. There's just alligators. And so he decides to take a short, the long way. So the bears are going to take the long way. And it's this windy path up a mountain. And I love the look of the mountain path. I want to be a 13-year-old again and draw this. It looks like something I would have drawn when I was a kid. I had aspirations to be and uh illustrator and a cartoonist at one point when i was a kid a lot of you don't know that but i really wanted to and this is the kind of thing that i would have just gone nuts over drawing this sort of windy twisty rocky path leading up into a mountain uh, it, which somehow leads up to the top of a mountain at which there's a raging river uh, with a cliff that's higher than it i don't understand again i'm not a geologist i don't know how the world operates i never leave my house so i don't know how it works you go up this twisty a mountain path and then you get to the top of a mountain and there's a raging rapids and then beyond that on the other side is is a sheer cliff that leads way up high again. I don't understand this. I'll leave it up to you guys to decide. But in any case, the cubs build a canoe. That's the what it says to do in the guidebook. If you want to get across uh, a raging river, you got to build a canoe, an awesome canoe. And you have to do it in about 10 minutes, which they do uh using their axes to strip uh, the bark off of branches and uh, build the skeleton of of an actual canoe, and then strip uh, bark off the sides of trees and fashion it into the outside of this canoe. Put together an entire canoe in in about in about ten minutes because Papa goes and he gets himself a log with a handhold and says, "You don't you don't need a canoe to get across the river. All you need is a log." I don't understand, again, the, the logic behind Papa. He's just being contrary. He's not trying to do anything better. He's just trying to not do what's in the book. So he grabs a log and sits on it and is immediately pulled to his doom into these rapids. And the the bear scouts get into their canoe that they've built in about 10 minutes, and they, they go and rescue him. They pull him out of the water. And, and, the, and the excuse that Papa keeps saying for why he's not continuing to do the stupid things he keeps attempting to do is that he's like, all right, all right. I got to keep coming along with you guys to make sure you don't get into trouble. And and I'm fine with that. I do want to point out, though, that four little cubs just built a canoe in 10 minutes And part of being a bear scout is crossing rapids and that Papa tried to do it on a log. He found, I guess, just laying around. He said, I don't No one in the world in history. No one ever has ever said, I will not take a boat. I'm going to sit on this log and ride down a river. That's never happened. So Papa, you're an outstanding human being or bear being or human bear or whatever you are. You're an amazing person. I love you for it. Mwah. Good job riding that lock Okay, so uh, he goes off on Papa's law. They get him out of the whirlpool, and uh, they get to the campground. And Papa says, "Great, now I'm going to take over." They say, "Well, we have to build a fire," and he says, "I'm going to build a fire." This is kind of an uninteresting part. He tries to build a fire with a stick and a piece of wood. They do that like, bow thing that Boy Scouts do. I don't understand. You have a bow and you wrap it around a piece of wood and you do something and it makes fire. I don't know. I just assume that. It's magic. So they know how to do magic. Papa doesn't know how to do fire magic. Uh, But what we're moving on to is we are introduced to Papa's stew. Now, this is a joke that is going to get repeated in about a thousand different Berenstain bear books. The gag goes like this. Bears are out in the wilderness. Could be scouts. Could be the bear family. Hey, it's time to eat dinner. We are going to have some dinner. And Papa says, no, no, no. I'm going to make my famous Papa stew or wilderness stew. And he gets, uh, you know, like uh, toadstools and roots and leaves and weeds and eggs. And I'm not making this up. He has eggs and weeds, toadstools, roots and leaves. It doesn't say where he gets the eggs from. I guess he just pilfers them from a nest. But he throws this all into a pot, cooks it up, tastes. The the joke is always that he's like, this is the best stuff in the world. Tastes it. And it, it tastes terrible. It always tastes terrible because it's a horrible thing to do. And uh, he spits it out. And then he asks to eat whatever everyone else has brought along. And what does everyone else have? The cubs have gone out and caught about 100 fish. Each cub comes back just lo- laden with fish, which they eat down to the bones because they're bears and this is one of those kind of berry moments like oh yeah like they're bears they're each going to eat a lot of fish and leave the skeletons sitting around Um, this might in fact be our first uh, encounter with skeletons in a berenstain bear book so you know there's a first think about that Uh, then they set up camp and papa says you don't don't sleep like this you don't camp out in a campground you got to sleep in a cave You're bears okay so papa bear goes up to a cave and uses a word we haven't encountered this yet but papa refers to the cubs as a bunch of sissies and it hadn't occurred to me that we don't use that word anymore Like that's just not a that's not a cool thing to call anyone like that's just nope It don't use that word uh so when i actually read this book out loud to uh my child my four-year-old i edit that word out but uh he 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 attempts to ridicule the cubs, for not coming into this cave. But, of course, he's proven wrong when bats, bats, tons of bats fly out and knock Papa out of the cave. And he, oh, I didn't mention it's at the top of a mountain. Of course, he falls and lands among the rocks. Uh, That's a horrible thing. He's horribly injured. He yells for them to bring the book. Please bring the book. They use the, the first aid in the book. Ha ha. Oh, the dramatic irony that I guess he needs to use the book that he's been fighting against this whole time they patch him up they make a little like truck for him and they take him home and they say hey papa you know helped us on our thing and mom is waiting at the door and she has this look on her face the end now i know i've sounded a little iffy about this book i actually enjoy this book i enjoy this book a lot uh it's it's like i said it's it's viciously well drawn it's super colorful the the, the movements are, are great the, the the characters are are nicely defined they the facial expressions on the little cubs are adorable. They know what's going on. They know that Papa's kind of not an expert. And the gag at the end is that, hey, Papa taught us a lot. He showed us what not to do. So now we know. And Papa looks sheepish. Obviously, he's not fooling anyone. He's reading the guidebook in the end. He has this look on his face like, huh. Mama has this look on her face like, uh, And we've all learned a valuable lesson. Now, one thing about this book, Papa isn't trying to be an expert, In this book, so much as he's trying to contradict the guidebook's authority. And that's a big thing. So, in previous books, in The Big Honey Hunt, Papa was trying to not buy honey at the honey store. And honestly, I can kind of understand why. That honey store salesman had a lock on honey sales. And I'm sure he and Papa Papa was probably annoyed. Who builds a store in your lawn? That's just not cool. Papa was probably irritated every single time he walked out of his house. Did not want to deal with the honey store guy. I understand that. And he was just trying to find honey in a honey tree by following a bee, which makes sense. He just couldn't find the right tree. He's not an expert. He knows trees. He builds things out of trees. But that made sense. Like, it's, it's, it's a hunt. He's trying to find honey. Ends up, you know, buying the honey from the honey store. That's the way the stories always end. But I understand that. In the, same, in the next book, he was trying to teach his son how to ride a bike. That makes sense, too. And even though he kept doing dangerous things that he got hurt doing, he was doing them himself. He was like, no, 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 no small bear let me do this first. I'm going to do it. And then, of course, he would get hurt because he wouldn't do it the right way. And Small Bear was kind of like, okay, great. I'm learning how to ride a bike by watching you not ride a bike. That's fine. In the next book, The Bear's Picnic, he's just trying to be a good father and provide a nice experience for his family. And he keeps getting frustrated that he can't do it. And so that's leading him to do stupid things. But it's out of this frustration and this desire to just dig in your heels. And it shows a real character flaw. Not him being He's doing things that are in his character, and it's building the character. And again, like I covered in that last book, I just love the way those characters started interacting with one another. This is the first time Papa's actions come across as selfish and destructive. The things he's doing, he's trying to get the other cubs to do with him. He's saying, no, 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 use my knot to swing across this thing. Uh, no, 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 don't build a canoe, ride on me with this on this log. Uh, no, 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 come up into this cave. These things are, are obviously not the right thing to do, and... If the cubs had gone along with him like he'd wanted, they all would have been injured. Uh, so this is the first time we see Papa just being deliberately contradictory, just to be contradictory. He doesn't want to think that his son is following a book for some reason. And, and Papa's not been established as like anti-intellectual or anything. He seems like just a reasonable guy. And the big the big tell at the end is that once he gets Incredibly injured. He reveals that he knows the book is the best authority. Like he says, get the book. Like he's, so he's known all along that this book is is the way to go. So is it jealousy? Is it him reacting to Small Bear's attitude from the previous book from the bear's picnic what are we seeing papa realize that his son is moving away from him a little bit and he's trying to reassert his authority as as papa bear is that what we're seeing i'm not i'm not really sure what they're trying to tell us it doesn't quite work for me character wise uh papa is isn't just being belligerent he's being reckless and we haven't seen papa be reckless yet he he digs in his heels but he doesn't just contradict for contradiction's sake. So. I'm just saying that Papa's acting a little out of character, or a little out of the character they've established. We do see Small Bear say no over and over again. He's like, no, I'm not going to do what you do. I know what you're doing is wrong. I know this book is is the right way to go. Uh, So we're seeing Small Bear grow up a little bit. And looking back at the big honey hunt uh, from then to now, Small Bear has aged. I firmly believe that Small Bear is is a slightly older, slightly wiser bear, uh, for for what's for what's been going on. Pop, Mama looks a little less tolerant of Papa's actions at the very end. Like she's not she's not pleased. She knows that things are are coming to a head, and things will come. Uh, well, not to a head, but they they will escalate as these books go on, uh, leading up to a complete disillusion of this sort of story. Not entirely this kind of story but in in how dangerous things get uh we're going to I, I, i'm going to, i'm curious as to where they will peak and we won't notice that until it's passed but that's that's what i'm going to be looking out for um so that was uh the bear scouts our introduction of a new chapter in the bear's history introduction of the concept of scouting an introduction of of small bear as slightly more independent of papa an introduction of papa as maybe being a little uh unpredictable and well not an introduction to mama doing anything new at all she just crosses her arms and she has she has these little claws on her feet that wrap over like her claws on her feet are so long and, and, and one thing i learned from the uh the, the 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 berenstain's autobiography is that dr seuss hated the way they drew the bear's claws he said like all you could look at was these just claws and they and they said no we love the bear's claws and you can see like the they, the claw, they, this, they're long, dangerous claws. They're bear claws, and I really love that. Like, the bears are bears. They don't wear shoes. They're bears. Um, so that's the uh, the Bear Scouts. Thank you for listening. Uh, quick note, uh, we are on iTunes, so if you would be so kind, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and uh, give us a rating and give us a brief review. Nice reviews would be nice, but uh, we've got... A few, they're starting to they're starting to add up, and it's it's just going to help. It's just and it's great. It's great to see who's out there, who's listening, uh, who's responding. I love to hear back from people to see what's going on in the world out there, uh, what you think about the Berenstain Bearcast. So go to go to iTunes and do that. That'd be great. We are also on Stitcher now. If you have the Stitcher app, you can subscribe to the Berenstain Bearcast. We are also on Twitter at BStain Bearcast. So please. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, comment on what you've heard. Uh, yell at us. We'll yell back at you. I'd love to talk to people who are out there. i like to know what you're thinking. Tell me what you think of the episodes. Tell me what you'd like to hear more of. Tell me what angles you'd like to see me take. You know, I'm doing this the way I'm doing it. But if you have feedback, give me feedback. We also have a uh, fan page on Facebook now. So go to Facebook and look up Deep in Bear Country, a Stain Bearcast. We are there. You'll notice a little logo. It's the little logo that we've been using. So uh, that's where we are. Again, uh. Keep on listening. We're going to come back next time with uh, the Bears Vacation, where things get a little uh, sandy because they're going to the beach. And all I can think about now is bears with sand in their fur. So thank you for listening. I am Phil Gonzalez, and this is Deep in Bear Country, a Stain Bearcast.